Uh-oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Jules. We are helping dental assistants get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Jules and I have been dental assisting for a long time. We may not be experts, but we sure are old. (laughs) What we're doing is we're going online. We're finding that some dental assistants are running into humps with their team, with their dentist, with the career field. We are dissecting them, pulling out those pearls, and helping you get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Today's episode is powered by Zen Supplies. It's the next generation of ordering products on an online platform. It's never having to run out of products. It's literally knowing what's in your inventory at a click of a button. They are the DA's best friend, helping us save our dentist money and get our time back. Go check them out, www.zensupplies.com. Well, hello, Miss Jules. How are you? Happy hump day, Miss Rhonda. How are you? I'm fabulous. Uh, you know, we have had like good weather and Thanksgiving's over and I can actually fit my clothes again. <laughs> I'm trying to fit back into my scrub pants and I just realized the bottoms are a little too snug. So <laughs> we're going to be cutting out some things the next couple of weeks just to trim down a couple pounds before the big old Christmas day. It's hard. It's especially, I don't know about your office, but we get like treats, you know, we've got the specialists sending us like all these goodie baskets every year. It's just impossible to not want to like ruin any diet that you're trying to do. I don't think we get as much because we're so far out away from everybody. So that's good. That's fine. Keep them away. (laughs) (laughs) There are some advantages for being little, like a, a remote location. Yeah, very remote. You don't get all the goodies. And I mean, there'll be some that stop in, but more than likely, we'll probably not get as much as we should, which is fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, it does help. It's really hard. You know, I think the hardest part is when you have like overachieving teammates who are also bakers. I've been in that situation and that's tricky because that's not just Christmas. That's literally all year round because like we have one in our office um, and she, anytime she bakes a cake or pie or whatever for somebody else, she makes one for us too. Oh. And so there's oh. it's like, you know, every couple of weeks you've got like this delicious treat that the only way it's going to get rid of if you take on that burden and eat that piece. <laughs> yeah. And we have a great little um, pizza place in town that's like right around the corner and they deliver. So at least once a week we get pizza, which isn't good either to be eating it. And I can't just have one slice, so I might have like two or three. So, yeah, definitely have to work on some healthier habits. Not so much, you know, neglecting eating the food that you like to eat, but just cutting back. Moderation is key. Yes, anything in moderation is not so bad. You know what? Speaking of other businesses, so we did our first cross- 
promotion. Is that the, I think that's the right word where we had a local business bring us food for our staff meeting. And I took social media photos and I tagged the snot out of them. Oh, that's good. I was like, if other people can do it, why can't Dennis? So it was, yeah, it turned out really good. Like they shared it on their stories. It was a, it was a local pizza place just like that. And yeah, um, yeah so it was really neat, you know, cause that's great exposure, not just for our patients to see what, you know, our, you know, how rock star these people are for providing our staff lunch or team lunch, but right. you know, for them, you know, like all the people that usually see their stuff get to see us. Yep. And you get to help support the local community, small businesses. Yes. Which so is where it's at. Each other. Yep. Especially for uh, like um, private practices. That's where it's at. Yeah. Or like the, if they're just a local pizza place that's starting out and, you know, your patients can find out about them. So you're kind of promoting them to your patients and it's just an all win-win for everybody. Yeah. You know, well, we got weighted blankets made, right? So we have six pound and 10 pounds and then I had duvets made. So we ended up ordering quite a bit of work from a local shop who makes the weighted uh -huh. blanket. Well, as one of the deals, when I made the deal, I said, you know, if you get a discount because we're buying so much, I will promote whenever anybody asks, where did you get these weighted blankets? Where can I get one? Like, so the minute uh -huh. the patient says, Hey, I love this blanket. Where did you get it? I'm like, Oh, right down the road. And I hand them their card. It's like, it's smart guys. Like, it's not about like taking away attention from your practice. It's about your practice being smart with, with the small businesses in your community. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And people love yeah, like, those weighted blankets. Like I give away so many cards about the lady who makes them. Oh, I never even tried one. I should try one. Mm. I just got a new bed. I got you a new bed? bed. Listen to the story. I got a new bed in a box. I <laughs> highly recommend if anybody's listening and they need a new mattress, go to, they're called, the slumber yard on youtube and they just do bed reviews it's so cool it's so hilarious so they review all these beds so we found a one that we like it's called too low and it comes in a box and it's all like really small until you open it up and it becomes you know it inflates right wow yeah so like it's so, like com compressed like it's vacuum sealed almost yeah and it's all memory foam and it's super firm. It's been great. So we ordered it. I ordered it last Monday. I got it on the 29th and we set it up and let it air out and do its thing. And we slept on it. Great. No, I love it. I, I can't complain. Um, so my husband texted me yesterday when I'm at work. He's like, did you order another bed? I go, no, they sent us another one. <gasps> do you have to pay for it? Well, of course you would have to pay for it, Darn. but they didn't even know. So and my husband's like, are you sure you, I'm like, I positive. I know I did not order another one. And it was really inexpensive. It was like 700 bucks for a king size mattress. It was awesome. Yeah. Compared but, to what they really are when you go to the. Oh my God. Yeah. So needless to say, I did things. I called up the company and I said, you know, we already received. So what happened funny is it has the same tracking number from FedEx from the bed we got and the bed we received yesterday. Oh. Same exact tracking number. So what happened was, is it came from the factory 
into our house because we didn't have a location in our area to come have it quick delivered. Right. And then they must have outsourced it to a company that does carry them in our state, but just not locally. And they got the packing, the, you know, the, what do you call it, the shipping label and printed it and slapped it on the box and sent it to us too. Wow. Yeah. Now, any other, I'm sure there's people out there that would have probably like, oh, we'll just keep it. They're not going to know. Well, I, I believe in karma. Yep. <laughs> Integrity. It would come back to bite me. <laughs> it would come back to bite me somehow. So I did the right thing, and I called up the company, and they're having someone pick it up today. So, yeah. Wow. But, but you know, that's crazy that they could, you know, there's no tracking to where they both printed the shipping label. Like, well, that's. Yeah, I didn't understand that either or get it, but, you know. Because usually, though. doesn't it tell you if it's already been printed or it just won't let you print it again? For I have no people? idea. Huh. I have no idea. I've only printed a couple labels, and I've never really actually looked into it, so I'll have to look into it. But uh, do you have a post for today? I do, I do, I do. It's. I mean, it's not like very in-depth like some of them we've had are fairly good novels but this one i think really hits home so i got it out of dental okay. worldwide group okay and, um so the poster stated i legitimately drop multiple things a day while working it is so frustrating okay so that post right there is like it hits home for me like that's all i have that's all I said but it's so oh. true like this is the Fumbelina syndrome or the dropsies or, I mean, what do you call them? Well, you know, sometimes we lose our, I think our, our tactile senses and we're trying to do so much at once that sometimes we just can't keep up with it all. So, I mean, I do it all the time too, but we want to make sure that it's not like their, their fingers aren't getting numb and they're not waking up in the morning with tingling in their arms or their hands because that can be signs of like carpal tunnel syndrome. So like, you know, work from their workplace, you know. Um, so so rule, just, you know. rule out a possible health. Um, right. Like, yeah. I mean, if you notice it all the time, like your grasp, like I noticed because my hand was in a car accident, my left hand that I suction and retract with sometimes is very, is not as strong as my right. And like opening things or holding things a long time, it gets tired and I can feel it getting tired and tight. So I just have to like, I use a squeezy ball or whatever, but I know I have that condition. So it might be just, you know, sometimes some people are not as coordinated to do a lot of things at once. You just have to learn how to coordinate your skills, right? Right. Or it could be like they have early stages of some type of work, um, work environment disability, like, you know, the, the carpal tunnel syndrome where, you know, I remember when my mom had it from being a receptionist that, you know, her fingertips would go numb and her hands would go numb or she would feel like she was picking up something, but she actually wasn't holding it anymore. So and it's like, so a, I guess it's it could be movement. neurological too. If we're speaking about right. that. Right. Yeah. It could be your left brain, your right brain. You know, how do you train those? Right. Okay. But if we rule out the, the possible health reasons and yeah. then it comes down to what are, what are you doing 
are you rushing? Are you uh, right. not focused? Like we've talked about right. before, are you just not keeping your food over the plate? Like, here's what I get. If the floss hits the deck, because it got stuck to an instrument you were passing, that's okay. That happens. But if right. you're dropping instruments or you're constantly, you know, hitting the, the assistant table and things are rolling off, like that is mm -hmm. so frustrating, not only for your, your doctor, because then you have to unglove and sterilize, especially if it's one of a right. kind or you got to go get a replacement. But then it makes you not look rock star in front of your patient, especially if they're, if they're in the, you know, in there with you, they're not watching Netflix. They're not listening right. to the Pandora. They're not on nitrous. They're literally cohesive <clears throat> and completely observant of their surroundings. Right. And here you are to the left or the right of their head, wherever you are, just dropping things constantly throughout the appointment. Like how, how would you talk to that assistant? How, what kind of tips would you give her? I would just, you know, ask her, let's, you know, slow things down. Are you okay? You know, are you having issues? You know, and just, you know, how can I help you get through it? I mean, I drop something at least once a day and, you know, at least once a day it happens, but it's more often because I missed the garbage or I uh, hit something and it rolled off. Like you said, it, you know, it hit the tray or, you know, I'm just, I'm in a rush, so I don't, you know, that happens. So right. as long as, you know, it's hitting the floor and not the patient, I guess we're good. Okay. <laughs> and then also to make sure that when things happen like that, we don't go, oops, whoops. We kind of just ignore it, you know, just ignore it till you can get to it. And then just, you know, if you drop the cotton pliers on the floor, don't pick them up right away. Just leave them, get a new pair out. You know, because that way, you you know, it, it's time, it's, it'll be a time suck because you have to unglove, pick it off the floor, re-glove or whatever your, you know, way you want to do it. And you're, you're taking time away from the patient. So if you drop anything, unless you need it, don't pick it up, just leave it. Yeah. Cause the, the more of an event you make out of your dropping yeah. stuff, the more obvious it is. So I definitely agree with that. Like triage it in your head. Yeah. Okay. This is on the deck. Do I need it now? How often, you know, like, yeah. does it need to be, you know, grab a foot, kick it to the side. If you're totally done with that product or instrument or whatever it is. Right. Um, and okay. I sat there and I thought, I've gone shit. Oops. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of in your head, I was like, and you know, and I've gone, oops, uh, uh, you know, like, and it's hard not to go like crap, you know, when something <laughs> happens like that. But, you know, thank God for a mask. And sometimes with all the sounds, the patient doesn't hear you. And the doctor's staring at you through his mask and his glasses like, you just did not say that. You know, but it happens. It happens. I guess I think at first would make sure you rule out any type of medical condition. Okay. Now let's talk about the crown. Okay. You're doing your try-in. And uh -huh. either you or your doctor drops the crown and you're on a mission to find the crown. The patient is very aware now that something is wrong because both of your heads are below their body. So I, I'm always <laughs> upfront and honest. I'm like, yeah, I just dropped your restoration. We're going to just take a moment and look for it. You know, I'm always upfront and honest. Um, and then, you know, I say five second rule. I, I just joke around. Like five <laughs> 
you know, then of course you do the proper sterilization, disinfection technique, so on and so forth. Um, I've dropped crowns, especially Sterac crowns. I've dropped them left and right sometimes because they wing out of your hand. I'm polishing all of a sudden, there it goes, across the room. Yep. So. You know, what I've started doing, I don't know if this helps anybody else, especially it will help you if you have a lab. Um, so here's what I was doing is like, I was either doing like a uh, immediate denture, partial adjustments, crown, you know, polishing stuff like that in the op. But because I'm a talky talkerson, like it was slowing me down because I'm right there with the patient and I'm trying to talk and do my job. And so what I started doing a couple of years ago was I would tell the patient, okay, well, I'm going to go polish this. I'm going to go adjust this. I'll be right back. So I would go to the lab and do all of my removable adjustments. There you there. go. It really did. I mean, it helped me save time. I mean, it's a little bit more of, of travel time, you know, between the op and, but you know, as I got right. older and more accurate, like it was less time back and forth because I was able to be specific on my adjustments. But I really think right. that was, if, if you guys are anything like me out there and, and you tend to, to be slower because you're next to the patient doing it, like if you have a lab, utilize that place. Yeah. Utilize the space and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. But you know, it happens, you know, you just, how you move forward from it is, you know, you just, like I said, if you're constantly doing it like four or five times a day, all the time then, you know, definitely get checked out if it's a medical condition. So some type of medical condition. Yeah. Cause yeah. the last thing you want, I mean, it's not only frustrating for you if you don't right. know why you're doing it, but it's also impossible to help counteract it and, and not drop so much stuff if you don't address it. Like, yes, it is frustrating, right. but you've got to figure out when does it happen? Why is it happening? Right. What can I do to prevent it from happening again? Right. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. you guys, as rock stars, part of that is seamless, you know, movements in the op to where the patient feels right. completely confident that you are a rock star. You know what I mean? Like you are the one who, you know, has all of your movements memorized. You're Janie on the spot. Right. You're efficient. You're not, you know, cause, cause dropping things, a lot of things, especially in one visit, it doesn't, it doesn't make you look good in front of your doc. It doesn't make you feel good. And it, you know, the patients don't really favor that. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Cause like, seriously, like part of dental assisting is dropping things and we got to figure out why you're doing it so that you don't do it anymore. Yeah. And most of the time it can be simple corrections, you know, nothing big. Don't, you know, no big deal. It happens. Yeah. Just don't beat where you put up over it. Yeah, just where you put stuff on your tray or your, you know, your chair side table. That's right. Is it off balance? Is are you putting instruments down that are rolling off? Like address it. Find out why. Absolutely. Ugh. Absolutely. Well, Miss Jules, what do you so, want to talk about? So I just want to talk about setting goals since we're almost to the end of December and the end of 2019. We're end of a decade. The end of a decade, Jules. I know. I know. I feel old. Trust me. Oh. But you know, 2020 can be a clear vision for, you know, your career, for anything in your life. I think everybody should have a goal, whether it's a five-minute goal, an hour, a goal in an hour that you want to complete, uh, a long-term goal. The whole thing is setting small leaps to get to that huge bound. You know, I mean, it's, 
you can't just say, okay, I'm going to lose 50 pounds, and then tomorrow you wish you lost 50 pounds. You're not going to lose 50 pounds tomorrow. You're going to lose, you know, set up small goals. I think if people make the goal too big, it's unattainable. But maybe it's something like I'm going to take an hour of PE every month now. Instead of doing none, at least you're taking one hour. But just set small, obtainable goals, um, whether it's your career, your life. I mean, you know, if you want to divorce your significant other, okay, well, figure out how you're going to get there. So, but it's very important, I think, to have goals to keep us moving forward. Yeah, no, I agree. Remember last year we talked about this? This is ringing all kinds of bells. Mm -hmm. And we said one of my goals was to read more. And I think I hit it, but in a non-traditional sense. So I didn't read books per se. I mean, I used to read a lot, but now I read a lot of articles. And like, especially since we started Mess, I feel like because I want to read more to educate myself. But and right. now that we're helping other dental assistants find these, you know, beautiful pieces of literature, we get to read more out right. in the world about our profession, about our industry. And it, I think yeah. that, I think that, that consi- it's considered, you know, reading more, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and our career has so much more to offer and we don't know it all. There's so much out more there that I can learn, you can learn, and you can learn one more thing daily that you just, but you just have to set goals for yourself, whether it's to exercise more, to take a painting class, to, you know, do something that you, where you, you know, take your family on a trip. That's a goal. You know, you want to take your, you know, how, how much is it going to cost? How are you going to get there? What are we going to save each week? So there's all these things you can do to kind of, you know, get where you need to go. So, you know, Setting goals is the first thing and in small, in small doses, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said at the beginning of our recording, it's everything in moderation, guys. That includes goals. (laughs) Yeah. Because I can't say, okay, my goals are this week I'm going to make $2,000 and I'm going to go to the gym five times and da-da-da-da-da. That's unrealistic to me. So I I I would set myself up for failure. And then at the end of the week, I've only gone to the gym once, but I did not make $2,000. And now I'm back to not feeling good about yourself. So I always say, set the goals that you can find attainable at that current moment in your life. So, you know, winning the lottery is not obtainable. <laughs> Unless you won the lottery. <laughs> Unless you win the lottery. Now you can, your goal can be to play the lottery every day and you can hit that goal but the chances of winning it are maybe slim to none right so you you have to have the expectation that you may not win but it's fun to play yeah i don't like i don't like to lose money i can't play it's bad i can't (laughs) even play slot machines really um so how would we employ that in our career field like give us Give me some examples of what listening right now can take away with them and say, this is going to be my January goal. The January goal. So a lot of January goals are to look for a new job, a new office, a new, a new job. So the first thing you need to do, what do you need to do to get that new job is a resume, right? Right. So if you don't have one, that's going to be your first step in the goal is to get your resume together. And then, you know, to interview and then to put your resume out there and then interview. So there's a whole process 
and then by the end of January, you have a new job. But you can't go from wanting a new job just to, oh, I'm just going to wing it here and there. You really, I mean, you have to work at it. I mean, you can't just apply to one job and expect, I mean, it might happen that you get it. It could happen. But it's likely that it won't. So it's not, like, you can't put all your apples in one basket. Prepare you know I mean? for the worst, hope for the best. Yeah, that's right. But the first step would be to get your resume together, have someone look it over, you know, make sure it's where it needs to be. It has, it showcases you in the best light and then just start putting it out there. So, but yeah. if you're, if, and that's usually like the biggest goal I see with dental assistants is they want a new office or they want to do something different or they want to learn more, you know, write down those goals. And I say only start with two goals. When you get those two goals done, then move on to the next two. Yep. I like it. It makes sense, guys. Yeah. I mean, especially when mm -hmm. it comes, you know, CE, what do you want to learn about next year? You know, like right. if you want to learn about mounting models the right way, you know, using a face bow right. and articulator and, and all the things, you know, making sure you get a CR bite and then a protrusive bite and all that stuff. Like go to wherever that CE is. It, if it costs money, tell your doctor, Hey doc, right. I really want to learn to mount your models better. So that A, maybe you don't have to do it if, if they are the one that's doing it. And B, you can right. devel develop your skills. And so you yeah. find out who's educating it. You, you know, you see if, they're, if you can find it free, awesome. If you need to pay for it, awesome. Just tell your doc, I want to be better for you. This is where right. I see you need to invest in me. Yep. And, and, so. and not only does it help you get more confident, but it helps the whole team because you're more efficient and you're educated. Right. So, well, that's our goal session. And my goal is to get out of this car and walk into my practice today and have a kick butt day. Because <laughs> I just pulled in. It's bright and early, you know, bright and early, bright and early. So I hope all you dental assistants have a fabulous hump day. Miss Rhonda, I hope you have a fabulous hump day. You hump too. Some Hugs from Syracuse, but Hugs I will uh, catch up with everybody later. Okay, bye, bye guys. <laughs> bye. Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Jules. As always, if you guys need to get to hold of DA Rockstars, we have Facebook and Instagram, Jules Varney at Dental Assistance Rock, Instagram or the website or Facebook. And find your tribe. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group is a safe, vetted place for dental assistants where we're connecting and sharing our stories and learning together as a tribe. At the end of the day, we only hope for you that you are a better version of yourself tomorrow than you are today. And that starts by finding your people who are motivated to do better and be better. But until next week, keep on suctioning.